You're listening to Happy Hour with Nick Sainer. Herbie the Fourth ate his first solid food today, prompting a response of nothing but steaks all week for Nebraska offensive line. Then Enrique Alvarez Clare. No more inches and carrots. The seventh. Baby food be damned. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, Strick is ridiculous. Hey, Restriculous. Restriculous. Hey. You've heard of Rusticulous. Now here's Restriculous. No. I'm not saying you're I, wrong. I'm just trying to come up with a cool nickname No, for he it. is I, wrong. I will not be subjected to this foolishness that's going on in here. Your name from now on is Rico Fake News. Never have I ever been fake. Alvarez Clary. I have only been real. Day in and day out. Your memory is is uh is is faltering you right now. Never. Like I do have moments, but real talk, your memory is faltering. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that right now. Talk to me, Rico. What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Uh you know New York Knicks going down today? They are they don't play till Saturday, so oh, okay. no. They they're not going down today. Oh, uh, maybe they're flying down. I don't know. They're going down to South Beach. <laughs> hang out. Don't let anyone uh sprain an ankle stepping off those plane steps they won't they'll be okay they'll be there's fine. something that i i'm we're going to get into today rico uh probably with joe smith a little bit we'll talk about um but it's something we talked about on on the block yesterday and you know i mentioned it to my co-partner your in crime your mans um i thought they shouldn't have played joel and b yesterday Ooh. and i said listen ah. you know you did what you had to do you went in there bless you by the way huh, that wasn't bless a sneeze that wasn't a sneeze. Oh, mm. that's like breaking a news. Oh, breaking the break. Well, stop. Pause. Break it out. Nebraska basketball transfer portal news. Uh oh, not the good kind. Oh, somebody's no. leaving. Oh. oh, my boy, my son, Wilhelm Breidenbach has entered the transfer portal. Oh my goodness! Ah! When you just thought. No! It- and we're going to talk, we, 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 we've got to hit on some stuff, but that's additional information to add to what we are going to dig into. He's going to go to Gonzaga. He's going to get the Timmy tape. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can't believe it, um, but I can't believe it. I am it. broken. I can't believe I it, but shattered. I can't believe it. All of my, all of, all of my sons are leaving. Why are they leaving me? Have I not been a good father? What is um, happening? You Wilhelm, gotta ask that question, Wilhelm. Tell Oleg, me why. Tell me why, Logan. Tell me why. I don't know. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Dude, but but here's the crazy thing. Here's here's why you have to ask the question. You have to ask the question of the why. I don't know why, but you have to ask the question. And here's why I say that. Um, your guy, our guy, your boy, Derek Walker, was um a great asset and got busy last year when the, when, when given the opportunities Mm -hmm. to do so that space is wide open. I like rink mask. I think he's going to be a solid piece, but is he that? No. Does he have the capabilities yet to be seen? Great man with a hook shot, right? He was in like the 98th percentile in, in, in hitting those shots. Okay. But what I'm saying is, all of that space is open to you. The forward position at Nebraska mm-hmm. is wide open. Playing time is like 
available just by walking in the door. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Why? So it's I, I don't know. It's got to be something. Either they've got something in the way, they got somebody coming, mm-hmm. or they've been talking to somebody that you know he didn't want that smoke. His otherwise, it could be just know. a just a his game and Rink's game are pretty similar. Um, they or at least that's what Wilhelm should should have aspired or should aspire to be is is kind of not exactly. I mean, Wilhelm has a lot of talent, but in terms of what Rink has been able to do in his collegiate career so far with the scoring, the rebounding, the ability to to um, hit from outside at a pretty nice clip. Um, that's something that Wilhelm should be able to do. So maybe it's something with that. Their games are so similar and Rink does have two years to go and it just something along those lines. But like you said, the, that that area, that group for Nebraska basketball, it's wide open. Nobody has a solidified spot. Right. So Tokyo is, you know, stay and fight for it. Uh, maybe I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to I don't want no to, speculation. to speculate right. on anything. So I, I don't know. But I, I would think that, you know, he's a very competitive guy. He played um, in California high schools. That's very competitive in terms of high school basketball, boys, high school basketball. So it's not like he's not used to competition or used to fighting for something. So I, I don't think it's that I I don't maybe it is something about them having something in the wings and it was just another uh, another casualty of 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 this version of college basketball. Yeah. Wow. Um, we'll, 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 we'll dig a little bit deeper into that. But uh, dang, I forgot what I was even talking about. Um, oh, you're talking about them shouldn't yes. play Joel Embiid. I, I, I was basically saying that, uh, Rico, I, I thought they should have done what Miami did. In that you did what you were supposed to do. The ultimate goal in the in in any series playoff is if you are the road team, just reverse that. You yeah. know, you you remember on boomerang, you got to, you got to reverse that, right? Mm-hmm. You got to whip that, mm-hmm. not whip mm-hmm. that game, yep. right? Um, you just gotta switch it and turn it into your home court advantage and take it away from those who earned it. Mm-hmm. They did that. You had an opportunity. You you saw the reemergence of the old James Harden. The ball was moving like Tobias Harris, uh, you know, um, who else? Um, the young fellow, Maxi, Tobias Harris, all of them was getting busy. Mm-hmm. And James Harden reemerged because he understands, James Harden understands this is NB's team. Yeah. So he's, when Embiid shows up on court, he goes into deferment mode. Oh yeah, you you could have had it. You had a chance to steal two of them. I think if you leave it alone, let him rest. You can tell he was uncomfortable mm-hmm. with the knee brace. Yep. You know, um, wasn't just he just wasn't sure of himself. And then it, I think it cost him. They were standing around. They were stagnant. But go ahead. Here's my my thought with that. I was with you in that they should rest him game two because going back to Philly with home court advantage series tied 1-1 is I think where everyone saw this going Right after game one. The rationale I can make for playing him, though, if he's fully healthy, I'm saying if you are 100 million percent confident that his knee is healthy, the only rationale I see for bringing him back in game two is to make sure he gets the rust knocked off in game two so he's more in the flow for game three to give you a better chance of getting that one at home. Because now he's played with a knee brace. He knows what that looks like. He was still good on defense, had five blocks, so he still got that. So 
I think my first reaction is rest him. Absolutely. But if you want to have your best showing game three, I think you get the rusty Joel Embiid out of the way game two. That's a good point. Um, I think something throwback. I I just think that the way that the team was playing and the way James Harden was playing in game one and that you had such a good thing going in game one, you try to carry that over into game two. And I understand knocking off the rust and I, I get that as well, but you know, you can knock off. I understand again, it's not going to be game speed or game situations and it's completely different, but you can knock off that rust by getting that knee brace on in practice when you get back to Philly and, and doing some stuff there yeah. where, I mean, if you're up 2-0 and you're headed back to Philly, it doesn't even matter if he has to knock some rust off because that crowd is going to be energized as heck. They're going to be energized regardless because you're tied 1-1. Mm-hmm. But if you're up 2-0, that's a different feeling. And I, I, I think, too, you know, when you when you when you look at that, you're absolutely right, too. I think I think when you look at. um, Joel Embiid. And the question is this, I'm going to throw it out to both of you. Does that loss settle in your mind after getting blown out the way? Oh, did you, you got steamrolled? Now, I understand this. They did. They shot the ball extremely well. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm talking about the Celtics. You know, they shot the ball extremely well. Um, can they continue to do it that way? I don't know. But here's what's scary. They did it with Tatum not having a great, great game. Tatum played 19 minutes and went one for seven. You understand? So even, if the, re- even if the rest of the team doesn't shoot as well, you're not going to get that kind of night from Jason Tatum again. Right. At least not this soon. So, and you got blown the freak out the gym. So you have to expect him to step his game up. Right. And even if everybody else takes a slight decline, I mean, you lost 121 to 87. I don't know if everybody taking a slight decline and Jason Tatum bringing his game back is going to make up that kind of deficit. I still think Celtics in six. I'm with you. I think Boston still gets it done in six. But th- there are two sides of the coin for Philly. Number one is we took game one. We knew they were going to come out motivated, ready to play game two. And I think in some cases it's easier to, you know, brush aside a blowout. Say, okay, they just had us tonight. Mm-hmm. They were better than us. We can move on. We're going back home. What could be worrying is did this unlock Boston? Is Boston going mm. to continue to play more hungry and more desperate? Mm-hmm. Because if Philly doesn't come ready to play every night, we see what happens right here, even with Joel Embiid back. So if this is just a one off Boston played its best game of the series, it's nothing, but that's on Philadelphia to make sure they're locked in between the years. And the good thing is we don't have to stop for our identification we because of the fact that Kansas City Royals are, hey, they got to win, by the way. I see you where you're representing. You're, you're excited about it. Yeah, but I, I was, I was uh, excited last night, and then I remember they play every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, they got to do it again. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, and so, so for me, I think the psyche of it can play a part of it. I also think that – now that Joel Embiid has been labeled, it, it's it's different, Rico and Austin. Walking into the arena when you're a multi-year all-star, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've been uh, labeled as an MVP, you know, candidate regularly. Um, you're the best player on this team that's won over 50 games. Um, there's, there's, there's those types of things that are said, right? But it's different. When you walk into to the to the room or to the media room or into the stadium when it's MVP on your name, mm-hmm. the pressure goes to a whole nother level. Because if things don't get done now, 
they ain't looking at James Harden. They're not looking at Tobias Harris. They ain't looking at Max. They're not looking at Doc. They're not looking at Doc. They're saying the MVP, and they're not caring about no injury because if you're on the field, I mean, if you're on the court or the field, mm-hmm. they're saying you're capable of playing. I mean, look, you won the MVP, even though you didn't play as many games as Nikola Jokic, but it's okay. I mean, okay. look, you out there. So you're the you are the most valuable player in this league filled with very valuable players. You are the best of the best this season. So you got to get it done. So it's different. Yeah. that's a diff- So just, just look at how it all came down on Giannis. They don't care how bad everybody else played and Drew Holiday got lit up by Jim, mm-hmm. Jimmy Buckets. Nobody cared about that foolishness. They were looking at Giannis like, you're the best you're player the, on this You team. guys are the number one seed and you did not get it done. It's a Miami. failure. Unless you're Giannis. Okay. So then it's a learning experience. Speaking of the Bucks, uh, my Wisconsin people are hearing Bud might be on the way out in the next couple of days. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a travesty. That, it that just happened. feels like piling on. He lost his brother. In a car crash. Oh, yeah, I feel bad. But this is kind of what happened. They got, they're not letting Giannis go. No, they're not. So it, that's why coaching in the NBA is they're something that I did not want to do. That is why, because if if it really comes down, like like just say just say you're in Houston, mm-hmm. right? They're not letting Jalen Green go. No, although yeah. they're considering trading him. Apparently, um, I mean, I'm just saying. No, right? I get it. Yeah. They're going to look at the freaking coach first. Obviously, that's, I mean, he broke down himself, kind of. He's like, I just let I himself just, go. Yeah. I think that's a great hire, though. I don't care what anybody says. I, you know, I, you may have your opinions, but I think Ime Adoka is a great hire for that type of team. Mm-hmm. Young, vibrant, just don't know their way. He'll give them some stability. He'll give them, you know, some boundaries. He'll, he'll, I think he'll be able to get them straight, be able to identify with them. He's one. He knows what that looks like. He's got a blueprint. I think it's a great hire. There are, I think, three coaches in the last 25 years that might survive something like this with a star player. It would be Pop. Mm-hmm. It would be Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. I would also throw Pat Riley in that list. Okay. Maybe. You think Spolstra would? <sighs> yeah, well, no, I think really he's good. raised himself. I think he's Spoke raised really him. good. But if it comes yeah. down to LeBron James or Eric Spolstra, yeah. if there is a, a clash there, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you just look around, yeah, you look around the league right That's now. That's a coin flip, which is better than you can say for most other coaches. I mean, yeah, you look around the league right now, and you take the star player on each team, and then you take the head coach. How many head coaches survive turmoil with that star player? Steve Kerr doesn't survive Steph. No. Nope. Spoh's the only one. Spoh's a better and coach than Jimmy is player. And, and I say that I would say because Jimmy's awesome. I would say that. I think those and, are the only And two. he comes from Riley Stock, so exactly. he's... He's, you know, he's a, he's, Riley's not like having that. You no. know, he's not gonna have that. Maybe now, nah, no. I was gonna say maybe Tibbs, but I don't. No, oh, no, negative. no, no, negative. That's a weird negative. Not with Jalen Brunson now. That's a weird. It, with with Julius Randle, he did. Although both they wanted to fire him and trade Julius, so that was a weird situation. But no, mm-hmm. I, yeah, Pop. Yeah, there's and, a lot of coaches. Pop and Spo are the only ones. Yeah, because yeah, that's crazy to say that Steve Kerr wouldn't, but he wouldn't. No, no shot. No way. If well, Steph Curry's look, if Steph Curry gets upset with Steve Kerr, he can have him. He yeah. can have him fired. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But but what, what what was weird is they couldn't do it with even Kevin Durant. And now you're looking at his legacy and you're you're weighing that out and you're like, well, dang, maybe he doesn't have the weight that he thinks he has because he didn't, he couldn't even do it. No, right? He couldn't get it done. Well, I think that's Kevin Durant was also beefing with the big three and the big, well, one of the big three and 
they wanted they still liked Kerr. So I think it's depending on, you know, you have your star power in Kevin Durant, but you have some pretty strong star power with Steph, Clay, and Draymond all together. If it's one on three, I think I'm gonna take the three. I'm gonna throw this at you then. If what what we've heard <laughs> what, we, what we've heard just as recently in, in the Golden State camp is uh, Jordan Poole obviously is not feeling Draymond. Yeah. Right. Then you heard that Steph was trying to have some conversation. This is alleged. This Steph was trying to have some conversation to kind of get in, you know, to the young fella's mm-hmm. uh, mind about certain things. And he basically brushed Steph off. Could Jordan Poole survive no. something like that? No. It doesn't That's matter. Cool. It doesn't matter how long Steph and Clay and Draymond have left it at Golden State. As it currently stands, you don't brush off the captain, the multi-time champion, MVP, legend, Golden at, at Golden State. You don't brush him off. If yeah. he wants to talk to you, you talk to him. Facts. It doesn't matter that you're, you're the young guy and you're you're possibly the future of the franchise. Look, you you got to respect that. That's where I think the Warriors got out ahead of their skis with their whole two timelines thing and committing to pool when they did. Yeah, He had that really good run. But again, what did he show before that? Did he did he show behind the scenes that he was mature enough to handle that bag? That's something I don't know if they fully consider. Obviously, I'm not there. I'm just speculating mm-hmm. because Jordan Poole, to me, is a microwave sixth man type of guy. That's his role. He wants to be a starter. He wants to have his own team. He's not him. Yeah, like he can't. He, he doesn't have that w- skill. Level. Would you put him and Dejounte Murray in a similar kind of category? No, Dejounte's better. Dejounte, he hasn't had the off court issues, but on the court, you've seen he's kind of a hothead when it comes to you know mm. yelling at a ref, putting mm. hands on a ref. Um, but you know he comes from the the pop camp, and although they traded him away. He's still got enough learning under Popovich where I, I think that he I, I would take him over over pool. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think he's a I think he's a better defender. Like I think he does more, maybe not as prolific of a score, but I think he does more for the team in terms of all around basketball. We've had to go ahead. They're similar, but different. I agree with everything you're saying. I think DeJounte's more capable of having a team because look what he was doing on his way up in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. They gave him the yeah. reins. He proved he could do more. I don't think Jordan Poole has that in him. But again, this goes back to a conversation you and I have had multiple times, Strick. It's okay if you're not that guy. Just don't try to convince us that you are. Right. You know, it's okay if you're, you know, a a B-tier player. You don't have to try to convince us that you're S-tier. You can Mm -hmm. believe that in your mind, but but at the end of the day, you have to understand where you fall in the hierarchy of your team in the league. I love it. Um, One of the other parts that... I, I was going to throw out is who are the other types of people that are like them? What do you mean? Across the league that are solid players, but just don't stay in their role. Like is Bradley Bill him? Yes. Yeah. He used yeah. to be. Haven't seen enough of him lately. Okay. I think Bradley Beal, like, Bradley Beal is him. It's just been so long where he hasn't been able to he hasn't been surrounded with the talent to truly exercise how great he truly is but now that he is it's coming towards the end of him being that dude he's not there yet he's still in his prime 
but he's not on the the upward trajectory. He's maybe at the plateau and getting closer to the downward. I wanted to say Russ, but I think Russ does. Like we just talked about three for 19 game in the first round against the Suns. Jordan Poole doesn't affect winning in those other ways like Russ does. I think Jordan Poole has to be like Cam Thomas of the Nets. Come off the bench, get your shots up when your stars are taking a night off. But again, we haven't heard Cam Thomas run his mouth. Right. Okay. J.R. Smith without the flash. Possibly, maybe without the Super Bowl. See where it comes from. La- one one <laughs> yeah. of the one of the one of the last things I'm going to throw out before we can get out. Yep. Lakers take Golden State if if AD continues uh, at the at the pace he's at. If AD stays healthy, I don't see how Golden State can keep up with the Lakers. I feel the same way. But bro. it's about that time. <clears throat> it's about that time for AD for, to, the, go, to, for AD to go down. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting uh, like it's sooner or later. It's gonna happen sooner or later. It, it makes you wonder sometimes is it a ooh, because it's like he seems to always fall at the inopportune you're doing, time. Hey, you're you're due. doing pretty good right now. It's kind of like a Chris Paul turnover. Would real would really suck <laughs> if you stepped on a pebble. <laughs> wow, like that's all it is with Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's just the strangest thing. He has the potential to be. One of the greatest players in the NBA, but the man just cannot stay healthy. AD is fragile. CP3 is old. Glass bones and paper skin, boys. Yeah, Phoenix, I don't think get it done. No, you're missing CP3 for three, four, five. I don't think he gets it done. Honestly, Phoenix will be lucky to get one game. Suns and seven. Ooh. Six. I still think six. Denver and four. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't see it happening. Sorry, KD. Whatever. Oh, uh, legacy. On the, block, ew, 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 ew. on the block up next, again, stream only. 